Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another show. Thank you for coming back. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Um, thank you for sharing those who have. Uh, thank you to uh, Private Internet Access uh, for sponsoring this show. For those of you that have been doing online shopping and, you know, holidays aren't too far away when you're going to be doing quite a bit of online shopping, using your credit card online, um, make sure that you're using a VPN and a trustworthy one, like a virtual, uh, like a private internet access. Um, one of the reasons why I use private internet access is because, uh, they're, they have a no logs policy, which means essentially all they do is log when you log on and when you log off, they're not logging any of the activity that you're doing online. Um, and I'm not saying all you people doing nefarious things. I'm not talking about you, you know, I hope you go to jail. (laughs) Um, but those of you, you know, who are going to Amazon using your credit card, they're not logging your credit card information. They're not, they're not uh, keeping data on what you're buying. Um, it is a secure connection. Uh, and their logs policy has actually been tested in court. So it's nice to know that your privacy is safe with this company. And it has been tested and they have not given up uh, the uh, individual's information. Um, and... Right now, if you go to uh, uh, the uh, Driveway Beers podcast, we've got a link on the right-hand side. Uh, go ahead and click on that. You're going to get a nice discount. You get a uh, two-year rate plus two extra months. And I believe your monthly rate ends up being about $2.11. And that discounts for our customers. We, we worked with uh, Private Internet Access to get our, get our listeners a discount. So, use us. Click our link. We do get uh, a little bit of a commission when you sign up, but pro- in, in these times right now, there's a lot of things you can do with a VPN. But protecting your credit card information, especially with the holidays coming up, is something that is uh, something you can do for yourself. Because if someone ever gets your credit card, trying to untangle that mess is uh, is no fun. And I've said this before, I've had this experience, especially with my debit card of all things. Um, they didn't even need to take my debit card. They just skimmed it and got the number, uh, created a new card, used it in an ATM machine in Washington, D.C. when we were in New Hampshire. And they were able to get out $2,000. And luckily we got that money back, but we could have avoided this um, by, by not using our card online, unprotected. So... Uh, drivewaybeerspodcast.com click on that private internet access banner on the right hand side get yourself uh, a two year subscription and thank me later now with that being said I am still looking for a car I think I've been shopping for a car since we started this podcast Uh, you even bought a couple I I did buy one (laughs) actually did I buy two Mm. I don't know if I got the Saturn 
I think I got said before we started this thing. The Chevy was new. Yeah. The Chevy was new. Um, and <laughs> for whatever, I'm trying to think of a good, re- I'm trying to think of a reason that doesn't make me sound awful. Um, when I, when I told you this, like 20 minutes ago, you said, Oh, so what are you trading in? I was like, nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to keep, I'm keeping both the cars. And I'm, I'm just adding well, I, a third. I can tell you having a third vehicle is nice. Yeah. So one of them will be get left kind of that no one wants to drive and it'll just kind of sit there. Um, but you know, right after, right after Christmas, um, my wife was driving the kids to school and a whole bunch of cars hit something in the road and she blew out a tire. So then I looked at the tires and I was like, well, let's just replace all of them. So we replaced all of them and took her car to the dealer. Well, we had the two other cars. So, oh, hey, these tires, you know, we got to, you know, we could get, we bought the, the tire. They, they're coming in, but, you know, they're probably going to get here late, so we might not have the car done until tomorrow. Okay, call me when it's ready. And they called me and said, hey, your car is ready. I said, eh, I'll be by tomorrow if I have time. <laughs> like, it, it was very, it was nice to have that um, that option because we weren't really, so having a third car is definitely a nice, nice thing to have. And on the flip side of that, I was the benefit of you having a third car. You were. Because we had to take one of our cars in and <laughs> I borrowed your third car. Yeah. Um, yeah, for us, whenever one of the cars has to go on for service, like for example, uh, my wife's car, the, uh, the Ford edge, we had an issue where it was blowing, uh, the air conditioning was blowing hot out of the driver's side Mm -hmm. and not the passenger side, the passenger side was blowing cold. So we had to take it in and I think they were saying like, it was going to take a week for them to get it. And so we're like, okay. So we dropped it off and just let them have it there for because we weren't going to drive it around. It was, it was that week that was like ninety seven the whole time. Yeah. Um. So we we left it there and luckily, I mean, it's still summer. We're not using two cars as much. Um. But there was one day where I had to go use my mother's car. Yeah. And the other time we we had an issue with the car. You know, we we borrowed yours. Yeah. Um. But if we had that third car. It would just make things a lot easier. Yeah. You're not making phone calls. You're not worrying about that. Um, you're not scrambling around trying to make accommodations. Like, uh, So ever since then, and plus now that my, my mother's kind of moved back up here f- uh, closer to full time, uh, I've needed a third row um, that could fit people comfortably. Yeah. Like I could always go with a third, like a small SUV with a third row. But yeah, those things. My are, kids are only growing at this point. Yeah, that's um, the funny thing about kids; they don't get smaller. No, they keep growing. Now my mother might be getting smaller, right? But you know, I, you're gonna put her in she, third she, row she, of a, she, of no, a she, rogue. No, no, I I value my life more than <laughs> yeah. more than that right now. Where I think she would murder me. You'd be in that third row before she was. Oh yeah, I definitely <laughs> would be. She'd be like, "No, you go." Like, okay, well, I had to pretzel myself back there. Because um, like they make the Nissan Rogue with three, a three row Rogue, they do, and which is, I mean, what, who's I, sitting back there? I don't see how people get their feet in the footwell. There's yeah. not even like if you've got, you know, it, let's say you got uh, size 11s or 12s on. Yeah, how are you getting it between the seat bottom and the cushion in the in the back of the seat? There's not oh. there's not 12 inches there. These 13 triple E <laughs> boats are not ending up back there. 
I mean, even my even my 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 daughter, she's wearing what five and a half. She ain't getting those in there. Yeah. I mean, so I've been I've been looking for a big vehicle, just to have. I mean, I, I get it. Gas prices suck. Whatever. I don't. I'll take my oil. You take your electric car, and you know all those people can. You mean your coal, your coal powered car? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> they can all leave me alone with my decisions. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I, I was looking at like the Tahoes and the. Actually, the one I really want is a 2006 GMC Yukon Denali. Okay. And I've even been flirting with the XL. Mm-hmm. Because someone told me like the additional space you get behind the third row is worth it. Oh, it's just. Just to not have to take out seats. Yeah, and so and the, the thing with the the Tahoe, the Yukon with that short wheelbase version, um, when that third row is up, now it's a third row that like adults can sit right. sit in. Yeah, yeah. But there is like zero space between the back of the third row seat yeah. and the and the lift gate. I mean, there you'd be hard pressed to fit. Um, like a carry-on suitcase back there. I think you fit that. I, I think that's about it, though. Yeah, but uh, it's. I mean, like our Sienna has more row, more cargo area behind the third row than when you go to the to the XL or Suburban. Then with that third row up, yep, you've got as much room in a Tahoe with the third row down. Right. So, I, and look at the cost. I mean. To me, if you could, if if you can find one that's the, the thing is though, a lot of the Tahoe, Yukon, that sort of the 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 shorter ones, you, there are more of them. Yep. And they're cheaper, right? People tend to get Suburbans and hold on to them forever. Yeah, that's true. Um, I and I don't know why I'm locked in on the Denali. Um, I really like the exterior of the GMC of the Yukon. No, they're clean. But the, but the Tahoe and the Suburban basically are the same exterior. The Cadillac version is the different one. Yeah. Um, I don't like the... That was back when Cadillac was doing all the angular Ugh, stuff. Yeah. And I just don't... I didn't like the look. No, because... Especially because the Cadillac, the front's angular, but the back is still curvy. Right. It's it's just... It doesn't match. It's dumb. And So when I see the, the, the Yukon... I think I, I think it's one of the best looking SUVs out there. From yeah. Back in two thousand six, yeah, because the Yukon had like that honeycomb looking grill. Yeah. Um, and the Denali it was all chromed out. The wheels looked nice. Yeah. Um, the Denali looks good in almost any color. Yeah. Um, where to me a suburban almost has to be black. Yep. So, I don't think. Um, I, I, what do they come in? Black, blue, and red. And I think that was pretty much it. Yeah, I mean you get it in that stupid gold color. Oh, Which I don't, why do they even make that color? Who buys that color? <laughs> GM put that on everything. They're, but and they're it everywhere. Like red hot sauce. Yeah, <laughs> they put that, I shit, put on that shit on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was looking for. I, I I would really like that dark blue on the GMC mm-hmm. Yukon. But every time I see a white one, like I, I look at it, I'm like that that looks nice. Yeah, they even use that. I think the they even use that like. Uh, that pearl color on the on the Yukon as well. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I I'm not a white car fan. Yeah, but white on that Yukon. Yeah, it looks good. Looks, especially the Denali trim looks yeah. really good. <laughs> um, 
but so right now, unfortunately though, like when I look online, I've been on Car Gurus, True Car, Auto Trader, Cars dot com. There's not many within a fifty mile radius here. Yeah. So I, I might extend the search. I would like to drive one before I go buy one, um, and have them sh- like I would buy it sight unseen if I drove it and it drove well. Yeah. Like I I as long as I drive one, I don't. It doesn't need to be that one. Um. Because I know the repairs on it would be extremely inexpensive. Oh, yeah. And, and the engine and the transmission will probably be fine. Yeah. Um, or I, if I really wanted to, I could pay a local mechanic out there to go take a look at it for me. Yeah, uh, I know I know. on those hub bearings are prone to failure. Um, but that's easy. I mean, you can do hub bearings. If you can do brake rotors, you can do hub bearings. But even um, if I had to pay a mechanic, it would still be fairly cheap. I'm yeah, pro- yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's all an integrated sealed unit. It's pretty easy to do, but they'll fail. Um, the interiors, though, you got to look out for that. They could be kind of dogged out just because yeah. of the, mater- the materials they use and the way those seats were. The the driver's side seat and almost all of them mm-hmm. are just, they're, there's always a rip somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, we've talked about this before, though. I think you could redo the interior <clears throat> on one of the, because the interiors are easy to find. You could get someone to reupholster that driver's seat for like two hundred bucks. Yeah. So maybe it's worth it just to do it and just get it reupholstered. Mm-hmm. Um, the things I always look for, I look to make sure I look to see if the armrest is in decent shape. Yep. And the center console one, uh, and the steering wheel. Yeah. And one of the re- like, some Denali's have it, some Denali's don't. The the wooden steering wheel. Yeah. If it, I, when I had my Buick, I had the wooden steering wheel. And obviously, if you like, I drive it. I drive my hand on the top, and it would never. Obviously, with the fake wood steering wheel, it's not going to fade. It's not going to look chippy. It's not going to. So I, I always look for the steering wheel, what the steering wheel's like, and the center armrest. Mm-hmm. I know, like the buttons on this on the radio and the buttons on they the chip HVAC, off. They chip up, but you want to know what? First thing I'm probably going to do is replace it. Is replace the radio anyway. Yeah, I'm going to put Bluetooth in it and all this. You know. Yeah, because those those and I just saw it. You can get a, a double din um, replacement for those. It's not that expensive. You remember back in the day, the Crutchfield catalog. Oh heck yeah! And the Crutchfield catalog would come out. You get all this stuff for your car, and the, they've been just killed by the quality of the factory systems and the integrated technology in them, they're just getting murdered. And um, so now they still have some auto stuff. They're doing a lot of Marine. Yeah. And then of course, home AV stuff. They they, they definitely pivoted a little bit. Yeah. But they, but they had to because I mean, you get a stock Hyundai Sonata and you can't replicate that. And then the other thing is it's all integrated into the car. Yeah. So that infotainment center, like, what, you got to replace that? Well, yeah. I mean, especially when, when most of these things now come standard with Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. Yeah. And no one's using CD players. No. Nope. Because when I the first car I had was a 93 Escort. And nice. Yeah. <laughs> it had an AM, FM radio in it. Nice. So I went and bought a Sony tape deck. I upgraded to a tape deck. Now, this is in, like, 1990. 596. Yeah. So, and the 93 Escort wasn't mine. It was my dad's, but he carpooled to work. So it just sat there. So it kind of became mine. So I upgraded to this tape deck and it was, um, it was pretty, uh, 
pretty bad to have that tape deck in there. But then after that, the next car I had was my Camaro, and I put a CD player in it and subwoofers and amps. People aren't doing that stuff anymore. The cars are coming with it. Right. And it doesn't. it's not in a subwoofer box. I mean, it's making good bass, and it's just stock. I will yeah. say this. The, the Chevy I've got that's got the bass radio in it, mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the radio in it sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will say this. Part of it, though... With the radio, and the, I think has to do with if you don't have the HD radio signal, mm-hmm. the audio quality coming through sucks anyway. Yeah, because the funny part is, if let's say I, I use like the XM Sirius XM app on my phone through Android Auto, the sound quality vastly improves. Yeah, through those same speakers. Yeah, um, and the thing is, I don't I don't listen to over the air radio anymore, unless it's the morning I'm listening to the Big Bad Morning Show. Right, but. I don't listen to, I mean, I'm listening to mostly just streaming stuff. And even then, like, sometimes I'm catching stuff streaming later. Um, so I'm not really, I'm not searching through radio stations. It's either on 105.7 or it's on, uh, Yeah, it's on my, um, it's a podcast. It's a dumb, it's the, uh, the, I almost used the old one. Use the old name. <laughs> it's a Driveway Beers podcast or uh, one of the other guys I follow, but. Yeah, so I'm not really u- utilizing it. Now, the new cars don't even come with CD players anymore. Yeah. My in-laws just bought one. My mother-in-law about lost. She says, how many listen to my CDs? I said, you know, for fourteen ninety nine a month, you can get Apple Music, and all your CDs are just right there. Sure. You don't need to yeah. bring CDs with you anymore. So The funny part, we kind of game the SiriusXM situation. Mm-hmm. So with SiriusXM, if you connect a car... I think every single subscription they have now, you get access via the, the phone app. Okay. Well, if you have Android Car, uh, Android Auto or Apple CarPlay in your other car, you could just use the SiriusXM app if you're logged in on your phone. Yeah. So you essentially get two subscriptions for the price of one. Okay. Now, I will say this. The Android Auto app for SiriusXM sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, it'll show a couple of the channels and whatnot, but, like, there's no way to, like, set presets yeah. Like, it's, it's, that's the one thing that's nice about, like, when SiriusXM is in your car radio, like, not on the Android Auto or CarPlay, um, you set, you can set the channel as a preset from SiriusXM and your FM presets, like, they can yeah. all be in the same preset group. Well, when you use the app for SiriusXM and Android Auto, it sucks. Like, it, it'll give you, like, the one, like, the last, uh, the last channels you played. And it mm-hmm. gives you, like, four of them. Yeah. But then if, like, you want to find another channel, like, if you want, like, your 90s on 9, and it's not in those last four, mm-hmm. you got to go searching for it while you're driving. Yeah. And it's not intuitive at all. <laughs> so, and I think they do that on purpose to get you to get that subscription eventually. Yeah. But, um, but there's so many options, though, for music in the car with Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. I mean, if you have Apple Music, you could use it. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Music. Yep. Spotify. Uh, Spotify, Pandora. Even if you're doing free Pandora and free Spotify. Yeah. It's still like, so you're not picking the song you wanted, but if you're in a metal mood and you're listening to Metallica, it's going to play Pantera or Megadeth. It's still in the same vein. Yeah. And you listen to a commercial every now and then. Right. You know, rather than, like, you know, you listen to the regular radio and it, it goes like... 
like oh it's commercials commercials like oh wait yeah because it's it's three forty five and they they're all playing commercials now, um, so it's definitely a difference. But and, and then you know when you talk about quality of sound and speakers, I'm not really riding around thumping music like I was when I was a you know seventeen year old idiot. Yeah, so the only time that music's up loud is when the kids are in the car and they want to listen. And they I'm have the, I'm the opposite. They have weird <laughs> tastes in music like. Um, they just get into different things, and the kid will listen to the same song over and over again. Like, like when Old Town Road was popular, like every little kid was that—that that was their favorite song. Um, my two younger boys, there's this song by a band called Hate Breed called "Destroy Everything," and they want to listen to that all the time. So I'm like, hate. And Lindsay, where did they find this? I said, well, I think they were downstairs with me when I was in the gym, and they heard me listen to to destroy everything. And they're right. like. Well, your younger sons love it now. Thank you. I was like, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> what was it? Uh, slip, uh, you should have him uh, put Slipknot on. Oh, or, yeah. You know, get him yeah. into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, yeah it, no matter what I get, because I'm definitely looking older. Yeah. Because uh, not going to get driven that much. I mean, shoot, the Chevy, when I bought that, what, April of last year? Mm-hmm. So it's now been about eighteen months. I have nine thousand miles on that car. Yeah, I just broke nine thousand. Yeah. So, imagine if I have to split, what six thousand miles a year between two cars. Oh yeah, it's not getting driven all that much, right? Um, but they'll both have their purpose. Mm-hmm. Like that Chevy gets great gas mileage. Yeah, the edge is a little bit like if one had to go, the edge would probably be the one to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It's been a really reliable car for for us. Yeah. Um, that I, I wouldn't... I know we could have gotten a lot of money for it, but I just don't think that we could have replaced it for for a reasonable price well, that's, for something newer. Because I would have gone newer because of my wife's car. Yeah. Well, that's why, like, back when used car values were su- stupid high, I thought about selling my, my Fusion. I was like, but... I mean, I like having a third car. Mm-hmm. So if I got rid of it, now I'm down to two cars. And I can't buy anything because I have to pay the same stupid high price for the replacement for it. So I'm really not make, coming out ahead. Like, yeah, I was able to put a ton of money down on the next car. Right. But the next car is going to cost me a ton of money. Yeah. So I wasn't going to... And interest rates were higher, so it was not like I was going to come down in payments that much. You know, maybe I could have gotten a truck rather than a car, but still, trucks were, they were even higher than anything else. They went crazy, yeah. Um, so I decided not to. Now, with if you go if you go the Yukon Suburban, you know, full-size GMC SUV route, are you going four-wheel drive or two-wheel drive? Uh, I don't think it'll matter for me. Um, just because... My wife and I were from, I mean, we're from a snowy climate. Like we learned how to drive in a snowy climate, yeah. where front wheel drive works just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and this is what a lot of people don't really understand between all with all wheel drive. All wheel drive will help you go. Yeah, it doesn't help you stop. Nope. And most accidents happen because of inability to stop. Yeah, tracked vehicles will slide on ice. Yeah, and I've for us, it. I mean. It, a front-wheel drive car, I mean, if it starts to skid, we know how to get out of it. Yeah. 
Um, but that's what's good. I mean, we've been doing it since we were 16. Yeah. Like, we were both that. You learn, like, when you, when my wife grew up on Long Island, I grew up in upstate New York. You weren't going through a winter without driving through some snow because they yeah. didn't cancel school. Right. Right. You went to school. Yeah. As long as those plows got that first layer off, you were going to school. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and the funny part was the main roads would be almost clear, but you still had to get out of your neighborhood. Yeah. Right. Man, I, that was probably some of the most fun I had in a car was just trying to get out of my neighborhood. Yeah. Because I had a because I, I had a, a, a stick shift, mm-hmm. so I could I could make it. <laughs> I could make those front wheel the front wheel drive cars. You know. Well, I went to college in York, PA. Yeah. And York gets more snow than here does. Yep. Um, and I did it in a Camaro. The first <laughs> Camaro was drive. A, yeah. The yeah. first Camaro was, they were both V8s, but the first one had a five-speed. Yeah. So I'd start in second or third, and the car would go, and I'd make it through. Um, when my old 04 Ford Taurus died, front-wheel drive car, no trash control or anything, that thing was a beast in the snow. Yeah. It just didn't like, the problem was if the snow got deep. Right. Then it just, it was going to. But no car was going to get through that. I don't yeah. care what you got. Yeah. Now, if you had a big Jeep with knobby tires or a full-size SUV with some decent tread on it. Sure. No, um, no, no. I meant like a car, though. Like, yeah. If, you got near, if you're in a sedan and the, and the snow's above a certain level, right. it doesn't matter if you got all the... Yeah. You can, you can have a, a WRX. Subaru, yeah, right? or an Outback. It's right. not getting through that. Um, but no, so I think... I mean, I'd be fine with front-wheel drive. Unfortunately, with those big They're SUVs, all rear-wheel drive. It, it could be real-wheel or all-wheel. Yeah. I think if I had to choose... I would probably go all wheel. Yeah, just because. Well, the big SUVs they have the auto four wheel drive. They actually have locking differentials. Yeah, so you can take them out into the sand and stuff if you want to. And did they even make them in in just the rear wheel drive? Yeah, then I, I don't. You don't see too many. If of you, them. they even I'm not sure about this latest generation, but the generation immediately prior mm-hmm. were um, you get them in rear wheel drive. In fact, you'll find them like oh that's cheap. You're like it. Because I've looked at them too, yeah. especially with you know with three kids, and they're still the minivan's still fine for them. Yeah, but I think eventually we're gonna. It's just we're just gonna have a choice. We're gonna be in suburban territory, and it's gonna be. But I'll, I was looking at them, and like, oh, this one's cheap, two wheel drive. Right. So now, a suburban's a heavy vehicle. I was so, gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you this: with the weight, does it matter? Yeah. Because uh, I used to drive a mattress truck. That was real drive, and I would take that thing through anything. Yeah, it weighs so you much, know. though. Yeah. You're going to be planted. Yeah. So, um, you know, those snow plows that you see, they're all real drive. They're not four-wheel drive. Yeah. I mean, but the, the weight is the... I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering if the weight on a Suburban or a Yukon XL is enough if, that if you had rear-wheel drive, would it stop you from going? Now, in a car, you'd be screwed. Oh, yeah. But in an SUV... I think even in a pickup truck, you'd be screwed. But those things are... There's a lot of steel. You have... I think... Don't you have more weight on the SUV? Yeah. Especially on the rear tires, because you've got the extra metal on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the the trucks, yes, they're heavy, but they're heavier toward the front. Right. Whereas the SUVs are... It's a more even... It's plus, because you've got back seats right. and trim and the whole steel roof and glass that's all put weight on that... Right. on that drive axle so you might be okay um but again ice doesn't matter you know that 
just gonna spin around on ice. But. Well, then again, being a third car, shoot, I don't have to drive it. Yeah. during the snow. And that's yeah. the thing. Like you're, now, if I were to get one, I would go for four wheel drive just so I could drive it on the beach when I go. You know, um, air down and drive out on the beach and stuff like that. Which right. Now, I saw a Chevy Lumina driving on the beach when I was in Kerala a couple of years ago. So. <laughs> These dudes were driving a Chevy Lumina. So, the, and it, we all know the Chevy Lumina is a front wheel drive sedan. Right. They were towing through the surf. So the car was on the hard pack. And these dudes had, you know, those like big inflatable, like banana looking things you tow with a yeah, boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were towing that with the Lumina that had a tow hitch on it. <laughs> and they had like buddies hanging on the thing. I'm like, wow. Living their best life. That's what they're doing. <laughs> as the kids like to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure they're all completely sober while they're doing it too. Oh yeah, well, I mean, the other thing we were looking at, or at least I was, I've only floated it to the wife a couple of times. So when I was younger, my dad had one of those. Um, they were called Ford Explorer uh, conversion vans. So, okay. So not the Explorer, like you're like the, SUV. Not the SUV. Not the SUV. They were so they were Ford vans that were modified by a company called Explorer. Okay. So they called them Ford Explorers. Yeah. But they they had made those long before the Explorer was even a, an SUV. Yeah. But they're essentially the high top conversion vans, which means they add the extra t- extra thing on the top. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting in them, you got Barca loungers in like the second row, with the TV, and it, they all came with like VCRs back then. Yeah, um, it had like a 13 inch boob tube. Oh yeah, and they, like up in the little like, uh, like where the roof, the high roof went up. Yes, it would be up in there, and then it, it did have like wood cabinetry in it. It did so nice. So <laughs> on either side of the TV, you had a wood cabinet, mm-hmm. and on ours, the one on the left was the VCR. And the one on the right was empty. So what we did was, we took the, like, we were going to go on a long road trip. We took the Nintendo, mm-hmm. put it in the cabinet, ran the cable. My brother was real good with electronics at the time. Yeah. Ran the cables, plugged it into the TV. Mm-hmm. So we were playing Nintendo in the back <laughs> on this 13-inch TV. <laughs> um, or what he would do is he'd take out the VCR player. Uh-huh. Because the VCR players back then were connected by the the red, yellow, and white. Okay. The RCA jacks. Yep. And he would just plug that in Nintendo. Yeah. And then it'd be great. Yeah. Um, So what people have done recently is, of course, I mean, these things are not cheap because, you know, hashtag van life. Right. Every every hipster in the universe needs a van. Oh, and if you go on, there's all kinds of influencers trying to influence people well, all they're doing is running up the price on the ram van you know <laughs> which by the way is a different kind of convergent van dodge had theirs yeah chevy had theirs yep. um and they all had the low top version which was just the regular van didn't have the high top conversion on it but it did have the nice interior mm-hmm. but the one i'm looking for i want either the ford or the chevy version with the high top and preferably i like the one i like one that has the tv swapped out so some people have swapped out the TVs and put in flat screens. Oh, yeah. So 
I've been looking for them, and I looked and I looked, and I was looking. I, I, I was surprised at the fact that GMC uh, makes these Savannah vans, mm-hmm. and so it's the GMC Savannah, which everyone's heard of. Yeah, and they have the nine passenger and the seven passenger, and Explorer was doing their thing with them, and these things were amazing. Like, and you're, I'm talking like, and they got 2020 20 miles, 2021, 2018, and then I saw the price. Uh huh. A brand new one, 2022, mm-hmm. was like 90 grand <laughs> for a for a van. <laughs> and I'm just like, now don't get me wrong. Like, look, if an, if a if a Mercedes S class is going to be 120 grand, mm-hmm. in reality, 90 grand for this thing. With all like with nine passengers, really nice, comfortable leather seating, uh, flat screen TVs, good sound system. I mean, like these things are well, they're decked out. Well, I think you can take but, a, I think you can spec out a suburban up close to a hundred grand anyway. Sure, yeah. So, like, I think it's like a hundred three if you get to LTZ premium. Sure, yeah. All the ever like completely loaded out. Yeah. Um, but even but I was looking to use ones, sixty. Oh wow! Fifty grand, like the depreciation is not is isn't hitting these things bad. Now don't get me wrong, the market's changing a bit, right? Yeah. So maybe it's going to go down a little bit. But I was, but so I, I still was like, okay, let me let me go and look at like a ninety seven or two thousand two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fifteen, twenty grand still. Wow. I'm like, jeez, man. Put historic tags on it. Jeez, crackers, man! I was like, you got to be kidding me with this. <laughs> So I mean, my my hashtag van life might might not be uh, coming to fruition here. I wonder what a like a because now the Sprinter vans and stuff that people are some of those when you open them up, I mean it's like a private jet inside. Yeah, those things are. But then, do you want to? I don't. I want to be able to use that stuff. So I I get jealous now. <laughs> so I'll be driving the wife and the kids. We're going on a long trip. And the kids are in the back watching movies. My wife will get up and go in the back and watch movies with the kids. <laughs> she, and she's like, hey, could you put on such and such? I'm like, what? Like, Where are you going? Yeah. Like, she's sitting in the... And we have the captain's chairs in the middle row and the and the, be, the, the three-place bench in the back. And, like, she's reclined. And, oh, hey, could you, like, lean over and, like, push the front seat forward for me? Like, No. No, I'm gonna, if I lean over and put it back on you, is what I'm gonna do with it. <laughs> right. So, um, but imagine like so you're driving something nice like that, and those things ride nice. Yes, they do. But you can't take advantage of any of that. You do get the. I mean, you get the advantage of being a nice, comfortable ride. Yeah, I mean, you do get the advantage of the kids not speaking to you. Correct. That's correct. <laughs> so yeah. now the sprinters, those private jet ones, are designed to be driven by somebody. So right. like, there's like a small little window to like reach through. Like it's not like you. It's not one continuous. Like there's a bulkhead there. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure with. I mean, with the Lincoln Town Car going away, mm-hmm. the limo. The limo uh, market must be wide open. And yeah. I imagine those vans are kind of filling are, are that. probably filling it. Yeah, because think about it, you don't like those things. You had to like, sh- like those were just regular town cars that had to go to like some pre- uh, some uh, fabrication place, and they had to stretch the limo. Yeah. So like now, 
Lincoln did make the L series or the executive series, which was longer. Yeah, it, um, it, was, it was just but a it was long not a stretch. No, nah. it was it was like the it still had just one back seat. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what, if I just had a car, if I if I needed a car to just kill miles, I get a town car in a heartbeat. They ride smooth. Yeah. It's a that four point six liter V eight. I think it's got a four speed. Tra- it's indestructible. I mean, that's <laughs> the same thing they put in police cars. Like it's, you know, it's now the suspension's a lot softer, and the trim and everything inside. But they they look nice. You know, if you needed something to just kill, my- but I was talking to a guy um, when they stopped. So they stopped making the. I think eleven was the last year for that whole line for the town car and Crown Victoria. And I, my wife and I were going to, um, we were going to Kennedy airport in 2013. And it was a town car that took us. My father-in-law paid for the, cause we went to his house and then to get us to the airport, he just, you know, said, Hey, here's a gift. You guys go to a resort. So we took a, you know, uh, not they call it a limo, but it's not really a limo. Sure, talker. Um, Car service. So, yeah. So I'm talking to the dude, and I said, "What are you guys going to do with no more, no more town cars?" And he's like, "We are buying them up anywhere. We we buy them used. If it's, we don't care if the engines and transmissions are shot, we'll replace it. Like just to keep it going because their entire fleet is based on that. Right. But eventually, that rolling stock's just going to go away. Yeah." You know, as it gets wrecked or or whatever, like, you don't see that many of them out there now. Um, yeah, you don't. So, you know, they were. It's a nice car. I'd get one. I'd rock that out. I was trying. To, there, there were a lot of those, like older. It, it was the cushiony ride, right? It was the Buick Roadmaster, mm-hmm. the Buick LeSabre. Yep. Uh, the Cadillac DHS, mm-hmm. the DeVille, whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess it was the DTS at one point. I don't know what the heck. They, they decided to screw with all the naming of it all. Yeah. Uh, they should just I hated the, that when they get... Why'd they have to do that? Stick with Seville, stick with DeVille. Eldorado. Yeah. It all meant something. Now it's like... and Well, Lincoln's finally going back. They are. They're yeah. getting rid of the MKZ, MKT, MK... I don't what, think they have any of those anymore. It's They have... Aviator. Aviator. Corsair. Yep. Navigator. Navigator. Now, when they brought back the um, the Continental, the yeah. sedan, mm-hmm. that was a nice looking car. Yeah. I love that thing. So, I think Link. So for me, Lincoln skipped a step. Mm-hmm. They went from being a cheap semi luxury car mm-hmm. to being a super expensive luxury car. Yeah. And didn't have that middle portion where people could understand the transition. Yeah. So, for example, like you were you were remembering the Lincoln MKZ being basically the Ford Fusion. Yeah. And yeah, you know, the only thing that really, I mean, the 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 Navigator was a gussied up Expedition. Yep. Um, the Aviator was a Explorer. explorer. Uh, but even like when they went to like the MKZ, it was a Taurus. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was an MKS. MKS was a Taurus. Yep. And the interiors weren't all that much nicer mm-hmm. than the Fords were. The Fords moved upscale. The Lincolns didn't. Yeah. So 
then all of a sudden they brought out the Continental and were charging like eighty grand for it. Yeah. <laughs> so you went from an MKS that you could get from like forty five fifty grand to now that same the car that replaced it was the Continental and they wanted like seventy eighty for it. Right. Now don't get me wrong. From all from all the reviews I saw, the thing was amazing. Yeah. It was probably worth every bit of seventy to eighty grand, and it probably was closer to an S class fighter. Yeah, which is high praise. But the problem is, you went from forty five fifty, and did a direct jump. Yeah, to you, seventy eighty, and everyone's like, "I'm not paying that much for a Lincoln." Well, it's like when when Volkswagen came out with the uh, was the the there's a bunch. Of, how do you Phaeton? Yeah, Phaeton, whatever it is. Yeah, and. Now, this was back in the early 2000s, and that car was, they were asking 80 grand for it. But it was, a, it was, a, the Phaeton was, had a W12 in it. Yeah. It was a big engine. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was basically the Audi A8. Yeah. It was two V6s, and they like Frankenstein together. Yeah. Um, so, a W12, it had to have had what? Three camshafts? It, it was. It was a big, I mean, <laughs> like, you know, one but, for each, or no, or was it six? Like, I don't know how they, you know. The problem, anyway, it, it looked like an, it literally looked like an extended wheelbase Passat. Though. Yeah. And, and then it, you had people who grew, like, the people who were buying those vehicles at the time would have been, like, our parents. Mm. Like, wait, a Volkswagen? I'm not spending that kind of money on a Volkswagen. And it, but it was an awesome car. But then they um, tried to do the same thing with the Touareg. Yeah. And trying to say it was a luxury vehicle. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it was a nice vehicle, but yeah. no one was going to pay that kind of money for a Volkswagen. Yep. And then they finally got their act together. And then, because the funny thing, they tried to do the same thing a little bit with the, with, as the Jetta. And, and the, like, they try to make them like almost like the Buick territory, not yeah. driving wise, but price wise. They were yeah. trying to go semi luxury. Yeah. Or, or they, they, they thought Volkswagen wasn't supposed to compete with the Fords and the Chevys and the Toyotas and the Hondas. They were trying to fight with Acura the, and, and the Buicks and like yeah. the, the semi-luxury. Yeah. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. You're, you guys made the Beetle. Yeah. And and the Golf. And the Golf. And the, the Westy. And, and the old Jetta. Yeah. That was, you know, it was cheap transportation, mm -hmm. which is what Volkswagen was based off of. It was yeah. supposed to be cheap transportation, cheap transportation for the masses. Well, Volkswagen. Yeah. People's car. Right. So, yeah. And the concept never took hold. And I never understood why they made that move because they had Audi. Yeah. And Audi was the luxury brand. Yep. They, I feel like they could have brought over another one of their brands and slotted it between the two if they really wanted to have a Buick. Well, the, well, but the problem is, look at Buick. Buick yeah. doesn't sell well. Yeah. It, it, they got Chevy, which is the people's brand, and then they got Cadillac, which is the luxury brand. Mm-hmm. Buick really doesn't have a place in America. Yeah. It's got a place in China, though. Yeah. Where people love Buicks. Because yeah, Buicks was like the uh, the doctor's car. Mm -hmm. You know. And well, Cadillac was what, like, the movie stars drove. But oh, Well, and Acura never wanted to be where it is. It was always trying to be the luxury division of Honda. Yeah. And they just never fit the bill. Unfortunately, they came out with their luxury brand right around the time that Infinity... And Lexus came out. Yeah, and, they all came out at the and, same time. And Lexus was hitting home runs. Yeah. Like, they came out with their LS, and the LS was, it, it was punching hard against the S-Class. Yeah. Um, and the second gen 
really did. Yep. Um, and then they came out, they brought the IS over to fight the, well, originally it was the GS to kind of go against the three series. But then, well, they made the G series bigger. The yeah. IS, then the IS came over, which in Japan is sold as the Toyota Altezza. Right, it's a Toyota. All those cars are all they're all Toyotas. Yeah. yeah. So, like, what was it? The, um, the Acura? Is it the TSX? It was just the Euro, that was just a Euro Market Accord. Yep. Um, and in Japan, there is no Acura Integra. It's the it was the Honda Integra. Correct. Yeah. So, like. Even in Canada, yeah, it, well, I don't think they were sold as Acuras. They were sold as Hondas. Yeah, and they brought, but here, like, you, but then people would look at a Honda, like, wait, I, the Honda Civic was that was on the same level as the Volkswagen. Yeah, and you want me to spend how much for a Honda? Right. Same with Toyota. You know, um, what was it? The first ES was just a Camry. Yep. With and and they did the same thing with Infinity. Was you know they had the a Maxima with Infinity badges on it. Yeah, they didn't start going with the rear-wheel drive until later. Yeah. Um, I felt like Infinity, though, they did enough to differentiate a little bit. Although, in the beginning, they didn't, because they had the I, what was it, the I and the J. The mm-hmm. I was the, the Ultima. And actually, back then... They didn't have an Ultima. It was a Sentra. Right. But the I looked a lot or better. Or Stanza. It may have even been a Stanza. Stanza? Yeah. Maybe. They had the I for a while, though. Yeah. It, it went through, like, I think 2002. They had the I-30 and the J-30. and The J-30 had that weird look to it. Yeah. But then I... Like, so, now, Infinity did the same thing with everything being called Q. Oh, yeah. And I think we went on a rant about this. When we did our Death of Nissan, it was, like, our episode four, like, a long time ago. But, yep. Um, Which, by the way, they're still gone. Yeah. yeah. They haven't come back yet. Yeah. <laughs> Update. Yeah, right. So, they changed everything to Q. But there was an the Infinity the the M the M forty five their big sedan the first the 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 last generation of it kind of looked just like a bloated G thirty like G thirty five yeah but the previous generation Man, was just nasty looking it looked so good it, it was like the car that the the gangsters drove in Grand Theft Auto and they had the big wheels on it too. oh that car was, run. it probably rode like shit with those big wheels yeah. but it looked great yeah the look on that car was amazing it just looked the car just looked nasty then they started rounding it all out yeah. again and the next version of it what is what is with these companies and their corporate design philosophy it drives me nuts BMWs right now are the ugliest cars on the road um, the now the double kidney grill was their signature. Yep, they it the the BMW two thousand two had it on there, which later became the three series, and every BMW had it from three five seven eight the old eight eight fifty IS with the mm-hmm. pop up headlights. That even that three eighteen Ti, which was a piece of garbage, had the, the it all had that signature grill. Yep. Now that that stupid grill is just enormous you went from you went from kidneys to lungs yeah it looks like two lungs on the yeah, front or of the thing. two like uh uh what is this livers that but they're they're cirrhotic cirrhosis <laughs> and liver <laughs> like, like <laughs> fatty liver disease on it, the front it, of it it looks awful though yeah and they they do this and lexus has that weird like hourglass Jeez. double trapezoid thing i still haven't i that thing is 
awful to me. Yeah, at least Acura got away from the the Bugs Bunny, the, the buck teeth beak. Oh. Like, the, and the thing is, they paid money for that. They set that thing in front of focus groups. It's like they, they don't put anything out naturally anymore. And they Frank's red hot sauce it. Yeah, they put that shit on everything. Yeah, they put on every freaking Acura. Yeah, and I'm like, what? It's awful. Yeah. And, and how much would it have cost to just just redesign the grill? Yeah. The first year it came out, everyone panned it. Yeah. How much would it really cost you to to redesign that yeah. thing, or just just paint it black? Something. Yeah. <laughs> Offer awful. a kit like for free. This grill looks so awful. We know it looks awful. We effed up. If you want, because it's all just freaking clips it's and snaps scary. anyway. We'll replace it with a body colored, molded piece that'll just go over it. You know. I think that could have been the death of Acura. Yeah. To be honest with you. Because before they had that, they had the TL, mm-hmm. which was, it was a front wheel drive TL with, and that thing in all the car magazines, they said was just a skosh under the three series. Yeah. As far as performance goes. Yep. But it was comfortable. Yeah. Had a nice interior. A nice exterior. Yep. You also had back then, you had the MDX, mm-hmm. which looked normal Yeah. back then. Um, again, rated, I think I think it won SUV of the year yep. in a couple magazines. Did the RL? The RL back then, amazing. Yep. I mean, up until 2004. I, I mean, I think even the 2005, 2006, I had a 2006. I don't think it had the beat then. Mm-hmm. Good cars. Yeah. Excellent cars. I mean, a little wonky yep. in some areas, like the infotainment system has always been with a huge knob in the middle, was always yeah. kind of weird looking. And the RL was never really a full-size car. And when they came out with the TL with the Beak, it was bigger than the RL was. So yeah. everyone was kind of confused as to what the RL was. Right. Um, kind of like when Nissan had ma- made the Altima bigger, and it was basically the same size as the Maxima. Had the same engine. Right. Like, well, but the size was the yeah. same. It's like, why am I paying extra for a Maxima, right? Yeah. All right. So... I think I think that era of Acura, not that it, I'm not gonna say killed Acura because people still buy them. Yeah, but they don't buy them. Like I feel like that 2000, the 2000 to 2003 four era, or even even in the 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 2005 six seven, with that new TL. When they killed off that that nice looking TL, and then started the beak mm-hmm. across everything. Yeah. I think that was Acura's yeah. death knell. Yeah. And they and, still haven't recovered. Yeah. But I think what Acura has going for it is that underneath all of it, it's a Honda. Right. So where Infinity <laughs> underneath of it, it's a Nissan. Now, granted, they didn't put yeah. the CVTs in the in the Infinities. Right. Now, I like... So I like cars to have names. Or if they have a number, letter, series type, it needs to make sense to me. RL, TL, none of that makes sense. Q, whatever. Why Q? It's a stupid letter anyway. It doesn't make sense to me. But now the Acura prior to going to the RLTL was Integra, Vigor, and there was one other. Legend. Legend, yes. The Legend was the RL. Yeah, the Legend was the big one. Or was that the Vigor? No, no, the Legend was the big one. Yeah, the Vigor was a coupe. You get a sedan or a coupe in the Vigor. Um and then the Integra stuck around for a long time because I think it had just a cult following with the street racing club, you know, crowd and um, 
I remember seeing all the 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 fake me out uh, Integra Type R's out there. Like, you know, nope, not a Type R. I had a buddy with an Integra. It was a green one. I always thought that car looked awesome. Oh yeah, it wasn't a Type R, but it still looked pretty yeah. cool. Well, yeah, if it was in North America, it probably was not a Type R. No, um, and I think they only came in. It was like this weird off yellow color and white. It wasn't a big. If you mm. had someone with a black, like a black one, it wasn't a Type R. It's a, it's a fake me out. But yeah. um, <clears throat> when they switched it, at least with you know Mercedes, it you know you have uh, C, E, and S were the classic Mercedes Benz. Like you knew what they were. Um, now yeah. they have the CLs and the. There's too many letters now. Yeah. I'm sorry. CL, SL. Yeah. CD, now BMW. And then the SUVs, forget it. Yeah. They, they, they screwed that again. Yeah. Um, GLS, GLE, GL. Come on. Right. <laughs> I, I can't remember what's what. Yeah. It's, I mean, it, it's like, at least before you had the C class, the E class, and the S class. Yeah. They went in order. C was small. E was bigger. Yep. S was the biggest. Mm-hmm. Great. I can remember that. It's alphabetical order. Thank yeah. you. And then they screwed it up with the SUVs because it's M. Well, M was the... And then G was the enormous one. Yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. It they threw them in alphabetical order for me. <laughs> you know, but at least they were different. Yeah. And now it was GLE, which is the M. The GLS, which was the GL. Yeah. And then, I don't know, they have a smaller one. But it's like, come on, stop using the same letters. Yep. It's like... The Q, like with Audi, Q5, Q7, Q whatever, like, come on, Q3. Yeah. Can we, can we just come up with some something different? Because Audi was easy because you had, you had A3, A5, and A7. Yeah, I guess it made sense for them to do it with the with the SUVs. Yeah, they just they'd always the, use A4. Yeah. Well, that's not true. They used the, what, the 9, what was it? Well, no, I remember. Uh, was it? No, the whole, um, I'm, uh, I'm Audi 5000. Oh, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> So my one of my roommates in college had one. <laughs> and that all that thing did was burn oil. Right. Um, but then there was now BMW used to be simple, three five seven and line six, and then you had Z. Mm-hmm. There was the Z Roadster, and they had a, they threw a couple in the Z. But now it's all one two three four five. I mean, what is well, it four series? Well, so so here's the thing, and with the three series, the le- the numbers that followed it. Was the engine size? Was the engine size? Yeah, the liters of the engine. So like, three one eight was a one point eight liter. Yep. The th- was a three two three. Yep. Or was it three two three? Is that Mazda? That was Mazda. No, there was three two three. Was there? No, three two five. Sorry, three two five. Yep. And there was three two eight. Yep. Three. There was a two point five liter V six, and yeah. then a two point eight liter V six, and then there was a three thirty. Right. Which was the three liter V six. Yeah. And it all or inline six. They were all inline yeah. sixes. Yeah. And then you went to five. And I think the smallest five year was the five two five. It was five five thirty five five forty. Yeah, and then well, the M. Yeah, and the M's. Yeah, you know, it was, it was, but you knew if it was an M car, yeah, it was, what it was. You it knew was, the deal. That well, M car and the M cars went to V eights back. Yeah, then. and then you had the next the seven. So I think it was the yeah. smallest year was seven thirty five, and then the seven forty, seven forty, and then seven fifty. Well, so the seven fifty didn't come around until later. Though. Yeah. So you you only had two versions of the of the seven. Yeah. At a time, so seven thirty five and seven forty for the longest time. Yeah. And then you had the seven forty IL, which is the long. They had the long, long wheel days. Yeah. But then like, I think they they end up ditching it and they went like seven forty and seven fifty and yeah. seven thirty five got bumped. 
but at least you could tell what you were looking at. Right. Um, and then you could never drive them because they would always break with the Vano system. And <laughs> they just exploded on you. <laughs> but these, you know, it, it it's uh, it's strange how when they start selling these cars to the masses, they stop being as cool, you know? Yeah. Like, when you can go... And that's the thing with, like, the used the used market. Like, when I was looking at Diffusion, so when I had to buy that car, I was looking for an all-wheel drive sedan. That's what I was looking for. And I had my price cap at 20. There were BMW 5 Series that were in the mix. Now, was I going to buy an out-of-warranty BMW? No. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. This isn't Hoovy's Garage. But the fact <laughs> is, right, the fact is, it was there. Why am I cross shopping a fusion against anything from BMW? It's like you're it's like all these travel ball teams. Yeah. When everyone plays travel, no one plays travel. It's because, oh, my kid didn't make team, I'm gonna start my own travel team. Right. We're yeah, gonna have diluting the diluting the brand. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of what they've done. Um when you see it. Now you still have your high end stuff and your M's and your seven series and all that, but that day that that upper crust stuff doesn't pull the lower stuff up. The lower stuff pulls the upper crust it down. It does. And, and that's why I thought it was a horrible move by Mercedes when they brought over the A-Class. Yeah. It And their reasoning was, well, we kept growing the C-Class. And the A-Class is the same size as what our C used to be. Yeah. And I get that. The problem is, is that by bringing the A-Class over and the car was crap. Yeah. Because they just brought over the European A-Class. Yeah. And over in Europe, Mercedes isn't completely what Mercedes is over here. No, it's, like it's, the A-Class is their econo box. Yeah, we, when I was in, when my parents lived there, we, I went over to visit and we rented a car to drive to Normandy and the car we rented was a C230 diesel station wagon. Yeah. It was awesome. It had a cloth interior. It was a rental car. Well, and, and not too long ago, there was... There was a C two thirty, and it was it was a C two thirty compressor mm-hmm. or compressor or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and it was the hatchback. Yeah, and it was known as the crap Mercedes, right? Because essentially they they had brought over, um, I think I, I think it was an A class that they disguised as a C mm-hmm. with the hatch. Yeah, and it didn't look like the C class at all. Like it didn't look like the C, the the four door C class, which yeah. actually looked bigger than that thing. Like it never fit in the lineup, right? And I thought Mercedes kind of learned their lesson after that because they got rid of it quick. Mm-hmm. It wasn't here for many years, right? And they went back to just having a C, E, and S class. Yeah. And nope, they didn't learn it because they brought that A class up. Now I don't know if they still have the A class here, do they? No, there's yeah, there is a Baby Benz. Is there? That's what I call it. It's a With Baby CLA. Benz. Yeah. Yes. Oof. Oh, yeah. Isn't it, it's a coupe, though. Yeah. The, the CLs are coupes. Yeah, but there's another one that's a, a small sedan. No, oh boy. And you see, like, young girls driving it that just maybe have their... It's not their first job out of college, but, like, they feel they've made it, and they'll buy this thing and so they can have a Benz. It's like, you're just spending money to 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 make it look... But it's a, anyone who knows cars knows that thing's a piece of garbage. Yeah, and the and the funny thing is, like, okay, you you just bought that baby Benz for the price of that Ford Fusion brand yeah. new. 
you know, yeah. or, or or more than the Ford Fusion or the Toyota Camry, brand yeah. new. Or you could have bought a little CRV or something. Well, and, and the thing was, is like the Ford Fusion or the Toyota Camry during this time period, they were they were definitely working on the refinements of them. Yeah. So the doors closed with a thud. Now mm-hmm. there was more sound deadening materials, so that you didn't hear all the road noise and the wind noise. They were riding better. Yeah. They 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 felt more more quality, even yep. though they might not have been like like I was talking about like with uh, with the Chevy, the Equinox. When I close the door, it closes with a thud. Yeah. When I close the Rav Four, it's it's it feels cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I start the engine, I hear more engine noise. When I step on the gas, I hear more. Whereas the Chevy kind of like now Chevy gets panned as a garbage brand, but when I sit in them objectively they the chevy feels more put together yeah and i did that like i I did that with the um i can't remember i think it was uh not the audi the audi was well put together um i think it was the Acura rdx i did it with Mm -hmm. and this was years ago so i mean i'm not comparing apples to apples i'm comparing like a 2014 to a 2021 but the Acura didn't seem as well put together, and this was right when Acura changed the RDX from that uh, four-liter, uh, the, the four-cylinder turbo mm-hmm. to the V6. Like they basically made it a CRV clone at that point, mm-hmm. and they basically just rebadged. Like they pulled the GM, yeah, they rebadged it and didn't incru- improve the quality, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's what a, like some of these mainstream brands kind of went a little upscale in the refinement and the interiors got better looking. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like the luxury cars, like the, the top end ones always get better, but like the C class to me now isn't worth the money. No. Um, and so for me, like that, that's where it's kind of like, and, and when they brought over the A class, I was just like, this is not a good move. And it got yeah. panned. It got panned as being chintzy, mm-hmm. um, not put together well, panel gaps. Like, if, you, if you're going to bring over, if you're a luxury brand and you're going to bring over a car, you got to make sure it's buttoned up. Yeah. Because the mainstream brands up their game quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Volkswagen found this out when they try to go, when they try to go back down from, like, they had... They try to justify the price by making the jet and the golf and everything else a little bit better. And then they said, forget it. We're going to go back to being a people's brand. And I went and drove a Jetta. Mm-hmm. Man, it was bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you heard all the road noise. I mean, even when the door sh- like the door shut, you looked around the door. There was no, like, it didn't even look like they put any, like, sound deadening around the door or, or even... Only the door had the uh, the rubber mm-hmm. seal, rather oh, the, than the, the body didn't right. So it wasn't on the door and the body of the car like they mm-hmm. have now. Um, like it just it, it reminded me of something super cheap, and I was yeah. just like, Oof, "This isn't this isn't this isn't good." Mm-hmm. And I feel like Mercedes cheapened their brand by doing that with the A class. Yeah, and even honest to God, I mean, even the C class right now, like you sit in it, you're like what am i paying the premium for yeah i don't i don't get it um so I, a lot of these cars that that they sell these upmarket brand the upmarket brands that sell the the less expensive model but 
I mean, you can get a, you know, that you can get a really nice Camry or Taurus, well, Fusion, whatever it is. You can get a, a Cord. If you're, if you're, I just don't understand why people, they, they're paying just so it has that three-pointed star on the grill. Right. And the thing is, fools do that. A fool will spend his last dime to make himself look rich. Right. Whereas the rich guy will drive the old Camry around until it dies and then get another one, you know. Um, well, that's the story with Warren Buffett. Yeah. Warren Buffett still drives a 2006 Cadillac, uh, I believe it's a Cadillac DHS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the richest men in the world. Yeah. And, you know, when I was growing up, I... I you know, a lot of the kids I played hockey with grew up, you know, they were, they lived in Bethesda, Potomac and stuff. And, and my buddy, his, his grandfather was one of the, the big, uh, real estate developers in, um, in Montgomery County. So you're talking Boku bucks and he drove, um, an old Volvo. That's what he drove. You know, and he had some sports car he restored in the garage he never took out. But the car he drove around was a, you know, it was a, it was an old, it just, it ran well and he liked it and there was no reason to replace it. Yeah. So, you know, I look at that and I'm like, but, but they know this. They know that there are these fools out there that'll go and they'll drop a G a month on to make it look, look like they're, they're rich. Right. Now, with that being said, though, I do think there's some, I do think there's a place for luxury cars, though. Mm-hmm. My thing, so like, if you get in a GL, I think it's a GLS, which was the old GL SUV Mercedes. Yeah. When you sit in that, it feels luxurious. Yeah. Right. Like if you sit in that versus like a Ford Explorer, mm-hmm. there's a difference. Yeah. For me, that's where that's where you pay. But if if you're if you're deciding between a Ford Fusion or a Chevy Impala versus the mercedes a class c class yeah to me there's not a there's not enough difference there in, in that level of the car yeah to go with the mercedes no the e class is probably where the difference starts for me yeah um and the thing is with the e class yeah the e class is a reliable car it, that 3.5 liter yeah but now i mean i don't even know if they're still using it I think they're using the four cylinder in that, but it, I mean, it, it was always like the, the Lexus one, the Lexus value was that you could get the luxury vehicle with a luxury ride, mm-hmm. not a sporty ride. It was a luxury ride and it was reliable. Yeah. That was the selling point for Lexus it still is. Yeah. Like the G class, the E class. I mean, the E class is people could say, yeah, it's a gussied up Camry, right? But it does ride quieter than a Camry. The interior is a bit nicer than the Camry. Is it worth the price difference? I don't know, but at least there's a difference there. Yeah. Where, like I said, but if you look at like a Camry versus a C class, and I'm pretty sure that's the right comparison to make. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see why you're paying up. Yeah. At that point. Well, a friend of mine, he he got big into the whole Mopar. He had a a, a Challenger. One of the like Scat Pack, one oh, of those Jesus. stupid high performance challengers, and right. um, his daily was an 08 E class. <laughs> and he's and, he, and we're talking about it. He goes, man, he goes, 
I said, well, you know, we told him about the car. I said, what's your daily? He goes, oh, it's a, it's an e, it's an 08 E class. I said, really? He goes, he's a dude that thinks bulletproof. Is like, it a di- was this a diesel or just a regular gas? Just a ga- gasser. Yeah, that 3.5 liter Mercedes engine was solid. Yeah. And he People goes, it looks, it looks nice. Um, but it it's not that maintenance isn't that bad on it. Like, because the thing is, that's just kind of a workhorse sedan in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, but in, even back then, though, the C class was, it, it was a better car than the average sedan. Yeah. It's just when they came out with these new ones a few years ago. That's when it was like, wow, like you just cheapen the C class. Yeah. Um, but, but then you see like Hyundai and Kia go in the other direction. Yeah. And But the thing is, like, those, the, the Equus kind of missed the mark um, when they came out with the, but they still called it a Hyundai. Right. The Hyundai. The Genesis, right? Yeah, the yeah. Hyundai Equus. And then they changed it over to Genesis. Now Genesis is like its own brand. Yeah. And now they have the Genesis version of the, what is it, it's the Kia Telluride and the Hyundai. Yeah, yeah, the GV, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I I passed one the other day. I was like, dude, that's a nice looking car. Yeah. Um, but then when I see like uh, the Rolls-Royce SUV in the, in the wild, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like the Bentley Bentayga? Yeah. yeah. And I get, it's funny because I get it confused with the, the on a first glance, I'll see the Genesis, think it's the Bentley. Like, no, that's a Genesis, which is a Hyundai. If you're getting your your Bentley confused with a Hyundai, yeah. you just drop the whole bunch. But that's just ostentatious nonsense. Right? You're buying <laughs> Bentleys and stuff. Like, the, you know. well, I, uh, the inside's the difference on those, though. Yeah. I mean, there's not so much you can do with an exterior, but the interior on that Bentley is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then they're, but they're so heavy and, you know, but... People that drive those things don't care about things like gas mileage and maintenance. No, no, no. And, but the resale value on, on them is terrible. Well, I mean, people always ask me, like, with the RV, when I pull it up to the gas station, like, hey, what's the gas mileage on that? I don't know, dude. Would, <laughs> if, if I cared about the gas mileage, I wouldn't have bought it. Right. Like, I know it sucks. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> well, just like if you when you buy the Bentley Bentayga, and someone said, what's the gas mileage on that? Dude, no one cares. Right. I didn't... If I got enough money to buy it, I don't care about the gas I'm putting in it. <laughs> yeah. The next time somebody asks you about the, uh, the 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 gas mileage on the on the RV, just tell all of it, <laughs> oh, not all the miles. Right. <laughs> you know the fun, so I, when I filled it up for our last trip, did I tell you the bill on that? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. It was. I want to say it was two hundred <coughs> two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh. And that and that got us about uh, I'd say four hours up the road before I hit half a tank. Wow! And so I had to fill it again. <laughs> I, I, I never, whenever I hit half a tank, I'm always looking for the next gas station. Yeah. And luckily, I mean the New Jersey Turnpike is easy for me to get gas because they're all pull through. Oh lanes. yeah, yeah. So I made sure like to get, always get gas on the turnpike, so I didn't have to worry about where to pull off. And uh, yeah, the guy. <laughs> I pulled up. There was this poor girl. It was her first day at the at the Sunoco. And she's like, where do I fill it up? I'm like, the gas tank's in the back, all the way in the back. <laughs> you want to just come out here and do it yourself? <laughs> so this is New Jersey. Yeah. And they were, and like, I was like, I didn't know I could. Am I allowed to pump it myself? <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got out and I pumped it myself. Felt bad for the poor girl. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, she probably never sees an RV, but... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but so uh, my search still continues. One of these days, we're going to have a, a, a car reveal party where I finally say, oh, I found it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll look for my next car. <laughs> well, shopping for cars is like a hobby. It is. I'm always looking. Yeah. Uh, I'm always looking for boats, too. So, um... Me and, me and boats, other than cruise ships, probably don't get along too well. Yeah. I love me a cruise, though. Oh, cruises are great. We need we need to work that out. Yeah. Where we go, like, they leave out of Baltimore. Oh, taking a cruise out of Baltimore, so you leave here, it takes 30 minutes to get to the to the cruise terminal. And then anywhere from another 15 to 30 to actual actually board your ship. Yep. But once you, so... Th- you leave here, and in an hour, you're standing on the Lido deck, drink in hand, leaving out, you're, vaca- you're on vacation. It's not like where you leave here, go to BWI, have to fight all that, fly, you know, somewhere, get another airport, transfer. Like, nope, an hour from walking out of your house, you're on vacation. I'm, that's right. You're on vacation within an hour. Yeah. We got to make that happen. Yeah. Now, the biggest ships, the newest, nicest ships don't leave out of there. But I don't need that. They're still, you know what? It beats being in my house. Right. So. <laughs> Why not? They're, they're missing the boat on this. No pun intended. They should do a cruise from Baltimore to Fort Lauderdale mm-hmm. so that you can get on the big boats. Yeah. It'll probably only take two days. Two days. You get a two days and, uh, the, and f- keep running that boat. Yeah. Because people that don't want to fly. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you want to have fun all the way down, right? I mean, and for And for me... I leave, you could almost have it stop at Lauderdale or Miami where the big cruise ports are. Port Canaveral, whatever, yeah. Yeah. And then from there, it could keep doing an Eastern Caribbean cruise and come back. Um, and I, when I take a cruise out of Lauderdale or out of South Florida, we usually go down a day early anyway yeah. and stay in a hotel just to avoid the... Um, like, in case there's a flight delay or something. I don't like leaving the day of, because if you leave the day of, because most of the ships leave around 4 or 5 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So say you get a, a flight that's supposed to land at 8 in the morning or 10 in the and then all of a sudden now that flight gets delayed and you're landing there at 2. Like, that, those ships do not wait for anyone. Right. Like, they're leaving. So. that's yeah. a, Honestly, that's something we should, we should talk about that in another one. Yeah. Cruise ship. episode. Yeah. Cruise ships and car, man. <laughs> But thank you for listening. We're going to cut it off here. Thank you for listening. If you got ideas for cars for me, put them down in the comments below. Uh, don't forget private internet access. Go to drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Go ahead and click on that link on the right-hand side. Go ahead and get yourself a VPN. We do earn a commission. We do thank you for doing that. And we will see you next time. <laughs>